Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me. This is Dr. Fred, and you're listening to another episode of Study, Grow, Know, and this one is titled Spirit of Antichrist Rising. Well, it's happening. Roughly 2,000 years ago, Jesus, Paul, Peter, and John, and others warned us what the end of days would be like prior to his physical second coming. Now, to be clear, the end times or last days began with Jesus's birth into this world. The end times and last days will continue until he physically returns in his second coming, when a new order begins after he smashes to smithereens every vestige of human government. And that, of course, will be when he sets up his millennial kingdom reign, Jesus, on this earth, physically reigning, not from heaven, but from Jerusalem's throne, where his father David sat. Now, there are a number of things happening throughout the world today that I briefly touched on in a last article, many related to the digitization or digital currency, coming 5G, Internet of Things, cell phones, etc., all this digitization of global society. And this is quickly bringing us much closer to the end of human history. One can only wonder how much worse will things become before God's 21 judgments of revelation begin to fall? We don't really know, do we? But we do know it's ramping up. John told us that many antichrists have come. First John 2, 18 through 23. Let me read 18 uh, and then just a few verses after that. Little children, it is the last hour. And as you've heard that the antichrist is coming, even now many antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. Skipping ahead to 22, who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ He is Antichrist, who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has also the Father. Now, notice John said that during his lifetime, it was already the last hour. It's natural then to conclude that, obviously, it is still the last hour, not meaning a specific period of 60 minutes, but a last hour time period, it's natural to conclude then, since John's day, things have gotten much worse. On a growing scale, people continue to deny God exists and that he is fully in control. Psalm 2 is a reminder to us that God laughs at these people for their arrogance. Now, consider just the members of the World Economic Forum. Most people have heard the name Klaus Schwab by now, globalist, uber-rich, tyrant, and fascist. But how many are familiar with one of his top advisors, Yuval Noah Harari? Many today appear drenched in the spirit of Antichrist, the final man of sin, according to Paul in 2 Thessalonians 2, and that includes Schwab and Harari. Now, as the world progresses toward judgment, it is becoming very clear that the spirit of Antichrist is rising and permeating all of global society in final preparation for the arrival of Antichrist. Now, the Apostle John says that anyone who denies God is a liar. The same Antichrist spirit 
that will motivate the final man of sin operates within that person who denies God's existence. Harari gives proof that John's words are fulfilled in people like him. I've got a link in the transcript to a video. It's a short video where he basically says, God is dead. It just takes a while to get rid of the body. Now, in that video, Harari emits what, what really is absolute pleasure in denigrating and denying God. And the interviewer sides with Harari, stating, quote, You have a lovely passage where you say God is dead. It just takes a while to get rid of the body, unquote. Huh. And then, of course, we hear chuckles all around between Harari and the interviewer and the folks in the audience. So they're really living this up. They're just enjoying it. This is fast becoming the norm throughout society. I'm sure you've noticed. Folks, when Harari notes time and time again, the evidence or what he believes is evidence that God doesn't exist, that's his blasphemous attitude speaking. And this can only come from an individual who has embraced the spirit of Antichrist because of a seared conscience. Harari opines that, quote, gosh, all God made was organic, as if Harari would be able to do that from ex nihilo, which means out of nothing. But then Harari goes further and states unequivocally that a few geeks in the lab can do much more with enough time and money. Well, let me ask, using what? They use the things that God has already created, which of course he fails to point out. Isn't that interesting? Now, as noted in today's global society, there is a growing field of candidates for the position of the coming one world ruler, Antichrist. Klaus Schwab? Yuval Noah Harari, someone else we don't know of yet, but who may well be currently working behind the scenes and climbing the ranks now, seems the potential number is growing. Christians need to double down and wait for and on God. This is not the time to falter, to doubt, to fear what might be. It is the time to grow stronger in our relationship with our Lord, and above all things, understand the falling away that Paul speaks about to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, 1-2, where he says, among other things, now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared. So we need to understand this. Jesus, Paul, and others warned us. And here we are, 2022, apparently living during the time when we see great numbers of people wander away from the faith they once claimed to hold. They want a comfortable religion, or none at all, actually. Many Christian leaders have come out as atheists or gay or both and have absolutely rejected the Bible. And many of these people have tremendous followings. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. And by the way, I've got another link. Here's a video interview with Martin Armstrong and why he believes the West actually needs. He's not in favor of it, but why he thinks the West keeps pushing for World War III. And this also plays into what will prove to be severe problems worldwide that will also usher in the coming New World Order and Antichrist who will head it. And here, sadly, is yet another growing example 
of how the spirit of Antichrist is flooding the land that I'm just going to tell you about right now. The following tragic story seems to be repeating itself among young people of today with an unfortunate, growing regularity. In 2015, a young man named Christopher James Dolly, or CJ for short, committed suicide. That's sad in and of itself, but his parents are in the process of suing a number of social media companies, Snapchat and Instagram. Uh, these companies, the parents allege, uh, killed their son. Here's a quote from an article. Don, Donna Dolly joined a group of parents suing social media platforms for injuries caused by deliberately addictive algorithms that can cause depression and suicide. And I have a link to that article in the transcript. Now, CJ was only 14 when he originally signed up for Facebook. He was your average, though highly intelligent youngster who worked, enjoyed Doctor Who, and golfed. Other sources say he was also involved in his local church. His parents believe that during high school, CJ got thoroughly hooked on social media to the point of not being able to leave it alone. He always had his phone with him and was always online, chatting, sharing pictures and info and responding to others' details as well. Parents believe he became sleep-deprived and spiraled down into a depression because of that and his addiction. Now, on January 4th, 2015, he had been helping family take down Christmas decorations, and then he just went to his room. And the following details that I'm going to read may distress some listeners. He sent a text message to his best friend that simply said, Godspeed, and posted an update to his Facebook page, which said, Who turned out the light? Well, then CJ held a 22 caliber rifle in one hand, his smartphone in the other, and he fatally shot himself. He was 17. His parents said he never showed outward signs of depression or suicidal ideation. They said when we found him, his phone was still on, still in his hand with blood on it, Donna Dolly said. He was so addicted to it that even his latest moments of his life, his last moments of his life, were about posting on social media. So the parents believe that the algorithms in the defendant's social media products exploit minor users, diminished decision-making capacity, impulse control, emotional maturity or lack of it, and psychological resiliency caused by users' incomplete brain development. Now, I find that interesting because people still think that these young people should be able to make decisions about whether or not they're actually boys or girls. Now, apparently this is based on what has become known as the Facebook papers, which were released by a whistleblower who used to work at Facebook. Now, in a message left to his parents, CJ said this in part, I don't want you to think this is at all your fault. I wish I didn't have to do this to you guys. I wish I believed in God. If God exists, he will have to beg for my forgiveness. Ouch. That is sad. And I'm terribly saddened by this whole thing. CJ attended church and he was involved, yet he didn't believe God existed. And notice he says he will have to beg for my forgiveness if God exists. I'd like to ask for what? I mean, my heart goes out to CJ and others like him because of their confusion and depression. But imagine going into eternity facing the God you were angry with and toward 
and hearing those words you said before you were dead repeated back to you during your judgment. What is happening to people today? Well, numerous studies have shown that TikTok and other social media programs are not good for young people's mental health. There are plenty of articles on it, and uh, many indicating it can and does cause mental health issues, while some, of course, disagree. Studies have shown that in general, spending too much time on social networks can and does cause anxiety and depression. Why? Well, for one thing, things are based on the number of followers or quote-unquote friends a person has. And the goal is, of course, to go viral so that thousands and thousands of people will love or like you and what you post. And when that doesn't happen, it's quite natural for people, young people especially, to feel left out and less than. The goal is instant gratification. And when posts don't receive immediate attention for the user, it can result in feelings of low self-esteem all the way to depression and worse. The amount of ads that constantly bombard the user and the pressure that is exercised over each person is unbelievable and takes advantage of each user. These same ads do not generally appear while using a computer, which I find interesting. Some of the ads are there, but more normally do appear on a smartphone. It's inundating. I'm rarely on social media except to check out any real news, to post a new blog article, but I used to be on it much more than I am now. This digitization of global society has created major problems. Life has lost its simplicity and innocence. Today's young people do not know what it's like to not have phones, computers, handheld electronic games, and all the rest. To actually play games physically like football, baseball, basketball, soccer with other children? What is that? Instead, kids all gather around their cell phones, constantly upload pictures they hope will catapult them to that viral level of fame so that they will be loved and adored by millions of other children that they don't even know, mixed with a good percentage of online perverts and pedophiles ready to take advantage of them. This is absolutely tragic how society and life has changed so much since when I was a kid, and it's only been 40, 50 years. The digit, well, a little bit longer, 50 or 60 years. The digitization of global society via 5G internet, which is coming, and they're already working on 6G or the Wi-Fi network, is a major step in putting things in place that will ultimately allow the coming man of sin to not only gain control of this entire world, but will effectively be able to mold the way people think in real time. Is it timely? that the Biden administration has literally just created a quote-unquote ministry of truth in response to Elon Musk buying Twitter in order to give people back their free speech voices? Revelation 13, 3 simply states this, quote, and I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded and his deadly wound was healed and all the world marveled and followed the beast, unquote. You know, this was not possible when even when I was a kid. I look back and realize how slow and even relaxing life was in many ways when I was young. Yeah, it seemed to take forever to go by sometimes, but it's just incredible how different it was. Not so today because everyone has a smartphone 
and life seems to center around the use of it. Information is exchanged instantly all across the world. In fact, it often comes so fast it's difficult to know if it's legit or fake. When the Antichrist arrives on the scene and begins to work his signs and wonders, the world will see in real time and they're going to go, ooh, ah, in response to it. He will literally be the consummate Pied Piper. Now, without the digitization that is available and growing throughout the world, Revelation 13.3 would not be possible. And here's my advice to myself as a Christian and to all Christians out there. For what it's worth, it is to stay off or drastically reduce your time on social media as much as possible. In fact, set aside times to simply put your phone down and walk away from it. We don't need them as much as we think we might. It'll be there when we get back. Yesterday, we had lunch with friends. And as we're on our way, I realized, oh, I didn't have my phone with me because I had left it on its charging station back in my office. Well, I didn't get concerned. I wasn't worried. I knew the phone would be there when I got back. And it wasn't something that because I was eating lunch with people, I automatically would grab it and start looking through it. I didn't have that. So I paid attention to the conversation and just enjoyed the beautiful day. Those in power have done all they can to make our phones something we can't live without. We need to prove them wrong. We need to choose otherwise, and parents of children need to be especially aware of the dangers of unattended cell phone usage. Folks, I want to thank you for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and uh, I pray until we meet again, God would open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective. 